G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, economists love statistics and graphs and identifying trends in order to predict growth and development of business markets. Well, in the United States, researchers have been conscious of the economy moving according to a set cycle from close to 200 years. And experts are warning that if that pattern continues, well, they should expect another financial crisis that could start even this year and peak next year, 2019. Well, as a Christian, what do we make of this type of warning? As we live according to Christian values and with an eye on biblical stewardship, Darren Lordenbach is founder of God's Money Matters. He's a speaker, a trainer, a business coach on financial issues, and he's back with us today. Hello, Darren. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me again. Darren, when we talk about a 200-year cycle and something that is really founded in the United States, how does that relate to us here in Australia? Well, it's interesting. The cycle seems to um, start in the U.S., and uh, that seems to drive this cycle, and then it uh, repeats itself uh, in the U.K. a little time afterwards and then follows into the um, into Australia. And I think the main reason for that is that um, the size of the U.S. economy, it's still the largest economy in the world, and so um, we tend to follow that. Mm. Okay, and so when we talk about 200-year cycles, clearly no one's been following a cycle for 200 years here in Australia. We're too young for that, or mm. or are we? Uh, how, right. does, how has the cycle uh, issue developed over the times when people have been doing that sort of research here? Well, it's interesting. The, the, the reason it's 200 years is it basically goes back to the early 1800s, and, and the reason for that is that's really when records and any kind of writing on this, these cycles started to be researched. And um, so the actual cycle is not a 200-year cycle. It's just been measured for the last 200 years. The, um, the cycle is around about 18.6 years uh, as an average, which is kind of interesting. Uh, all right, let's talk about the different cycles. If you've got a 200-year cycle, within that, as you say, 18-year cycles, and there are other cycles that business people, uh, investors and researchers are looking at, uh, even down to seven-year cycles. How do, how do all those sorts of cycles fit together? Yeah, it's a good question. And so what we have is, um, uh, based on the research, and research is from a number of economists, but one of them is actually an Aussie-based guy called Phil Anderson, and he's written a book about this called uh, The Secret Life of State and Banking. And it's actually, um, I've got to admit, it's a bit of a tough read. It, it's, it's kind of like reading a history textbook. Um, and it's, it's mainly based in the US. Um, and what it does is it's just looked at the cycles and um, where things have started and why there is this cycle. Um, the way it relates to the seven years is it tends to be, based on Phil's research and other people's research as well, that um, there seems to seven-year up cycle, so there's seven years of growth, and then we go through this mid-cycle slowdown, as he calls it, and in that mid-cycle slowdown, it's just we get a bit of volatility and a bit of movement in the markets, and then the markets kind of settle down again, and we go for another seven years um, of growth uh, on average, and then there's a four-year kind of uh, drop and 
uh, crash, if you like, and um, slowdown. So um, it's seven plus seven plus four is the kind of the eighteen. So is there a particular market cycle that those of us who are privileged to own a home uh, or those who own some level of real estate and looking at these sorts of cycles uh, when it comes to the real estate market and investment markets, uh, what sort of things do these cycles mean for those people? What it means for most homeowners is just do nothing but accept it. Um, As far as the real estate cycle is concerned, most people don't need to really go out and say, okay, I think it's coming to the peak of the market and I need to sell and then I'm going to sit on the sidelines and buy while it's low, although that is a strategy, but it's it's difficult to execute that and, and it may be, um, you know, a little bit uncomfortable because you need to live somewhere. However, uh, for mums and dads, you know, there are, there are things we can read in those cycles and say, well, what do we do with our superannuation and with our share, share portfolios? Um, and also, if we're looking at investing in the, share, in the property or share market, there are times in which we can just sit on the side and wait and not invest, knowing that the cycle may be coming to an end. So, Darren, as Australian investors, business people here in Australia, and thinking about the 18-year cycle within the 200-year cycle, where do you identify where we might be at this present time, given, as you say, uh, the US seems to have the cycle of 18 years and then the UK follows and we follow after that? Whereabouts are we here in Australia? Yeah, and it seems that we may be at the end of that first year, uh, seven years of run-up, run um, and we come into the, to the end of that uh, probably around about 2019. So we're in that mid-cycle slowdown potentially right now, and certainly the signs of that are playing out. Um, and Phil's been predicting this for some time, that um, this year would slow down a little bit and, and markets will be a bit volatile, and that's exactly what seems to be happening, uh, certainly in the share market, and we've seen the Sydney property market slow down a little bit. And then, um, so if, if we're in that mid-cycle slowdown, it means we really have probably another seven years um, now of, of growth once this mid-cycle slowdown plays out. Um, seven years of significant growth. Um, and that, that's kind of led by huge infrastructure spending, which we've seen across the country and, in fact, across the world right now. And that'll lead us into around, around about 2025, 2026, where we might see um, uh, this crash play out. So, Darren, as Christian believers, and for those who are Christian real estate owners, those who are Christian business owners, what ought to we be doing by way of a stewardship approach to our investing and uh, the property market? What sort of things are you thinking of? Yeah, certainly, uh, Neil, I I believe that um, Christians are the best people to have wealth um, because we should be knowing what to do with it. And if we take John Wesley's model, it's earn as much as you can so you can save as much as you can so you can give as much as you can. And um, I certainly take that approach where uh, I think we, we can read these signs or see these signs and um, and then take advantage of them. Now, uh, the way I'd, take, I'd be taking advantage of it is uh, for the next seven years, I'll be investing for growth. So my share portfolio and my property portfolio is structured for growth. And um, leading up to t- 2024, um, maybe a little early, uh, earlier than what we predict the crash is going to be. I'll be looking for the signs um, to see whether this uh, potential crash is going to play out. And, um, and, and, and well, the problem is most people won't be able to see it because we get pretty excited and we get pretty confident um, before these, these things happen. But 
I'll be looking to pull out of the market, um, certainly out of the share market, and go into um, cash, so switching superannuation to cash and switching any share um, portfolio to cash, and sitting on a sideline. Now, for somebody who's a more sophisticated investor, we may look at um, shorting the market, and some listeners will know what that means, um, but basically it's making money on the downside, um, and then uh, hopefully uh, you know, getting to a position where uh, as the market uh, settles after the after the, the, the um, kind of the, the bust, once the market settles a little bit, getting back into the market and, and expecting the growth to come in again. Uh, significant predictions. Uh, let me ask mm. you, Darren, when it comes to being a Christian, to having faith and applying that faith to your share portfolio or your property or whatever it is to do with our finances, uh, clearly we're not driven by greed as Christians. Uh, those who are non-Christians may well be finding that they are motivated by greed. Our motivations take us into a different understanding of the sorts of ethics we apply to our own investing. How do you describe that sort of way that Christians ought to uh, have as a foundation for their investment uh, motivations? Uh, certainly, um, I've been doing additional learning in this space, Neil, recently, and I think um, we're always lifelong learners, aren't we, as far as these things are concerned. Um, and I've been actually listening to an, uh, a Jewish rabbi talk about ancient Jewish wisdom uh, in a book that was a, a very good book um, that I listened to recently called Business Secrets from the Bible. And it's just um, taught me a lot about the Old Testament that I didn't know about. And um, certainly... Um, their attitude is that um, people have become, you know, the Jew Jews are very successful business people as a whole, and, and it seems that it comes from their attitude that um, that success is because they've served lots of God's children. So the more of God's children I serve, the more blessed I'll be financially, and then I can bless people financially. So it is that blessed to be a blessing. Um, it's not about accumulating things just for our own purposes, but it is about, um, you know, potentially breaking cycles. An example I've used recently is, you know, the, the kids in India who are smashing rocks to keep their parents out of debt or to, to pay off their parents' debt, and that could last for 40 or 50 years to pay off that debt. It's just a cycle they can't break. Um, if we've got a bit of money, we can break that cycle in a pretty, pretty easy way. Um, so if we've got the ability to be able to break those cycles where they don't, maybe it's, um, uh, you know, our responsibility to to uh, use the gifts and the opportunities we have in this country to be able to create the wealth, to be able to break those cycles for those people, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, the motivation of the heart uh, to see the captives set free, that would be in line mm. with what Jesus said. This is my mission, uh, setting the captives free and not mm. uh, being driven by the greed that comes from a godless way of looking at investing. Uh, let me point people to godsmoneymatters.com. That's the website for Darren Laudenbach. Darren, there's also a webinar that you've got coming up. What's the details there? Yeah, thanks, Neil. The webinar is, um, uh, there's a series of these webinars that are playing, that I'll be doing um, over the next week or so. And um, it's um, just how to profit from a 200-year-old property cycle and um, what to do about that in protecting and growing your wealth. Um, and it's not specifically for Christians. It's just uh, trying to teach people, you know, what's happening and give us a bit of an uh, understanding of the signs of the times and um, and talking about why this is happening. Like, it's not a mystical thing or I don't think it's a God-ordained cycle necessarily. It's just, I think it's a lot to do with human behaviour, um, greed and fear, 
which is what drives a lot of human behaviour. And this webinar kind of explained a bit more of that. So um, and listeners can jump onto that if they like. Um, there's different scheduled times, um, and that's at um, propertycashflow.com.au. So the URL, again, is propertycashflow.com.au. Okay, that website, propertycashflow.com.au, and godsmoneymatters.com. Darren Laudenbach, thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.